0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for June 23rd is 1 Kings 12 through 14. It's the beginning of the divided kingdom. You'll remember when Jesus met the woman at the well and she was Samaritan. And there was this dialogue about how Jews don't like Samaritans, much less meeting a woman in public. There was a huge rift between the Samaritans and the Jews, and this is the beginning of it right here in 1 Kings chapter 12. Now, Rehoboam is Solomon's son, and he becomes king. But you'll remember that God had told Solomon that the kingdom would be ripped out of his hand all but one of the tribes. And so Rehoboam seals that fate by being pompous and refusing to listen to the advice of the elders. He's even, he's just a, a, seems like a entitled little brat. People come to him and say, basically we've, we've been burdened. We work really hard. Your father has been harsh to us. Lighten our, our burden. Rehoboam basically says no against the advice of the elders, And so the people revolt. Rehoboam sends a taskmaster or a slave driver after them and they kill him, they stone him. And they essentially just secede. An army is drawn up and God tells the leaders of the army, no, don't do it. This division, this secession is from me. It's my judgment. But God had also prophesied to a man named Jeroboam. Now remember, Rehoboam, Rehoboam, is Solomon's son, and he remains king of Judah. But Jeroboam was a ordinary guy. He wasn't any kind of royalty, but he was a good worker, and he was noticed by Solomon and promoted for his good work. And then he received this prophecy that he would become king over Israel. Solomon tries to kill him, and so he flees and hides in Egypt, which is a recurring theme throughout scripture. Jesus' family had to go to Egypt and hide, hiding in the world. So Jeroboam finds out about this secession. He comes back. They make him king. And then even though he was given this kingship, he began to feel like he deserved it. And he was afraid that the people continuing to go to the temple, Solomon's temple, in, it's actually Yahweh's temple, but the temple built by Solomon in Jerusalem, he's afraid if the people keep going there, they're gonna be influenced and they might even want to defect and go back to being part of Judah or under Sol, um, under Rehoboam's reign. So he decides to make his own altars. And it's tragic because there's this shift of this hardworking man who's been raised up by God to now this king who is trusting in the kingdom for his future, rather than the one who granted him the kingdom. And it's sad, but God sends a prophet to speak to him. And We don't get the prophet's name, but it's the most intriguing story. This young man, I assume, it says a man of God came, from Judah to Bethel by the word of Yahweh while Jeroboam was standing beside the altar to burn incense. And the man cried out against the altar and basically prophesied, the altar will now be ripped apart and the ashes that are on it will be poured out. When Jeroboam heard this, he stretched out his arm. He points at the guy and says, arrest him. And his hand, his arm was... Afflicted with leprosy or, or something. And so immediately he changes his tune and instead of asking for the man or commanding that the man be arrested, he begs the man to pray for him, which he does and he's made well. But this man was told by God to go deliver this word and then get out of Dodge, not to stick around, not to eat, not to drink. And he's invited by the king to come back, and he refuses. But then he's met by another old prophet who says, come with me. And at first he refuses, but the prophet tricks him, says an angel from God told him to invite this younger prophet back. So the younger prophet goes with the old prophet who has lied and then gets judged by a prophetic word from the old prophet who lied to him. And it costs him his life. We get the impression that the old prophet really regretted his decision to trick the younger prophet. And he takes responsibility for burying the man. And then he even instructs his sons that when he dies, he wants to be buried in the same grave where that younger prophet had been buried. And he declares that the word that this younger prophet had given him that was declared over the altar must have been true. And he affirms that it's going to happen. And verse 33 is bizarre. It's concerning to me because it says, even after this Jeroboam did not repent of his evil way, but again made priests for the high places from the ranks of the people. So Jeroboam didn't learn anything from all of this. And he basically allowed anybody who volunteered to be a priest to be a priest. There weren't any Levites. He's willfully ignoring the law that was given under Moses. So he deserves the judgment. He's leading the people astray. And so this is why, this is the beginning of why there's this division between the Jews who keep the priests who to be Levites. They worship at the altar. They offer sacrifices at the altar. And the Samaritans, who were led astray at first by Jeroboam and have priests who are not Levites, they offer sacrifices in places outside of God's temple. And it continued for hundreds and hundreds of years. So the rift between these two people groups, the Samaritans ended up marrying, intermarrying with other tribes. And so they weren't even really considered to be Jews by the Jewish people any longer as time went by. In chapter 14, we see the disaster that comes on the house of Jeroboam. And I really encourage you to read it. It's... Fascinating to me. It's heart wrenching to me. But at the end of the day, it's because these people made choices to sin when they knew the right way and they just didn't care. We invite judgment on ourselves, my friends, when we willfully disobey the truth. So let's learn from the examples of others. Let's not invite judgment on ourselves. Let's be quick to repent when we are confronted with our own wrongdoing. And in so doing, let's advance the kingdom of God together. May God bless you. Thank you again for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.